everyone. Welcome back to another for another episode uh, through the deep dive. Oh, deep dive through the upside down. I am butchering this today. <laughs> we talked about corn. That's why. Um, I am one of three of your hosts. I'm Annie. And then we got the new hairdo on the opposite side. Hell yeah. Mr. Fuentes over here. And we got down hey, below. What's up? It's Drew here. Oh, man. The hair grew back fast. Yeah, and then <laughs> I got I got the frost tips, you know. Oh, I love right. that. The the ramen hair, too. It gets oh, a little yeah. fuzz. I love that. <laughs> it looks like the little corn. Look, he has a little fuzz, too. He's joining oh, you. We're, we're matching. <laughs> y'all are matching. We love that. Mr. Elote. <laughs> Mr. Elote, y'all. God. <laughs> I'm going to change his name on there now. He's Mr. Elote. <laughs> Well, we finished the mid-season finale, and now we've joined uh, joined along and gone on to episode eight, which is Papa. I thought it was a pretty unique name. I mean, I thought it was just going to be nothing but 11, which it kind of was. Like, 85% of it was 11 in this episode. But we get more of um, the relationship in between Brenner and 11 in this episode, which, honestly, kid you not, I think everybody hated Brenner. Like, from the get-go. Didn't change my opinion at all with this episode. I still kind of disliked him because of the way that he foresaw everything and the way that his vision was. It was his vision Mm -hmm. or no no one else's vision after that. It was just his way or the highway. But, um, yeah. What's your opinion? What's y'all's opinions on um, Brenner? What do y'all guys think? He's full of himself. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> definitely a very hardcore narcissist uh he thought that he uh you know he was playing god in a sense you know he was trying to create superhuman beings and he was uh you know to him he was he was god and that everyone should listen to what he had to say and that you know he was this really smart guy and he was always right and um you know, honestly, I think that was his downfall is that, you know, he actually did have feelings, <laughs> you know, which sucked because he actually you know, has a heart. Yeah. Like he actually did care about the things he did create, but he just didn't know how to be um, a proper parent in a sense. You know, he only knew by author- authoritation. Uh, he was like an authority figure, basically. It's that word um authoritarian mm-hmm. he only knew how to do things like in an authoritarian way um, hold on wait a minute i thought it's vegetarian <laughs> no <laughs> we're not talking about your corn that you oh, dang it <laughs> oh, dang it the name uh, of this this episode is just corn it's corn just corn. it's just corn we'll just call it corn the thumbnail is corn just like episodes episode eight corn corn I just uh, need a photo of the corn. That's it. Yeah, no, I just, I didn't, I mean, he would just, in the end, he was, yeah, definitely a crappy person. Even if he tried to somewhat make amends, he was, it was too late. He already had caused too much damage. Yeah. I um, mean, there was even a moment in the, in the episode, we'll get to it later, but like, there was a moment in the episode where you, you, you know, you think he's going to change and actually help, but, you know, goes back to his old ways, so. Yeah, which was kind of sad, you know. Like, I I had high hopes from, like, the beginning. I thought it was a really shitty person. And mm-hmm. throughout the season, since we didn't really see him 
And in this season, we kind of got a little bit more of a backstory of his way of thinking and how he how he was. And initially, he did have feelings because he felt like <clears throat> Eleven was like going to be his prized child. But to what Henry or Vecna was saying is yeah. that like he was out to get Eleven, like that he's trying to kill you because you have some kind of power that's way but a above whatever he wants and you just make him scared of you so he's just going to kill you in general that's it she tried to strike fear well he tried to strike fear in her just so she could betray him and now look at where we're at we're in this episode (laughs) (laughs) honestly um how does this episode begin i cannot it starts off with um it kind of starts off right where it left off from the yeah. last episode uh you get brenner walking into the room 11 kind of standing there and then you know passing out and then uh it kind of flips kind of flips from there to like nancy who just got into ensnared into vecna's um gaze or trance or whatever he does and basically he's uh trying to let her send her with a message to everyone else or to 11 specifically that um he's coming to destroy the world or i don't really know what his true purpose is but he gives nancy a bunch of visions visuals can can we talk about that scene where she's running away from vecna and the hospital and she's trying to pull out a door that is a push door the whole entire time so like (laughs) i was thinking well i was thinking it because like when she was pulling off all the boards i was like okay that's good she got enough room to push like literally she pulls the door at the beginning i'm like are you fucking serious it's a push door and then she pushes it and i'm like wow it took her took her a minute but you know when fear strikes when you got someone burned victim behind you trying to chase you you just think pull not push <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious if it cuts to like Vecna and he, sit, and he just says like in a deep voice like dumb bitch or something like that <laughs> and then continues walks in. <laughs> He's all Nancy, you dumb bitch. Like why? Nancy, you can't run away. Also, that's a push door. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. Too that would have extremely Wait. killed the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just be laughing the whole entire. Time. I would have loved it, but it would have. Yeah, I would have killed the mood. <laughs> uh, Duff and Brothers do a deleted scenes just for yeah. that. Just yeah. for that. There's a bunch of stuff I would like. They, they could have totally though. It it would have because I I think in my head the reason like they probably came up with the concept of Vecna before you know actually talking to Robert Unglund. Mm-hmm. Um, but like i think they saw the similarities like he looks like he's burning kind of looks like freddy cougar he's like dude we should totally call that guy for a cameo like you know um yeah but like they could have totally made vecna into like a freddy cougar type of comedy yeah like adding a little bit like dash of comedy on top of things that he did um and I think I still would have accepted it. I don't know. Maybe it would. I would have. It would have been. Maybe it would have away from the actual seriousness of the show. But I don't know. I mean, there was some comedy aspects in there when there were serious moments. So, I mean, they had chances to do it. They just didn't fully do it. 
I mean, it kind of reminds me of, well, kind of like Negan from Walking Dead when he first came into the series. Like, he, you know, he thought he, he was a serious character and psychopath, but yet he he has a little bit of humor in him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. I never like got past that. I think that season of Walking Dead, but like the what the part that I did watch uh, of the season, like Negan was hilarious. Like that was his downfall too. I think he liked Rick way too much. Like mm-hmm. he should have yeah. killed Rick a long time, time ago. ago. Uh, I would have. I mean, that would have been my like. Oh, this guy. This is the the leader. All right. Well, he's dying for sure. Like, like he's oh, five dead. me like three times. Like he's dying for sure. Too many times, man. <laughs> like. Uh, what a delivery! Delivery, <laughs> man. I God. forgot. Like the, the the thing that always gets me on that specific season is the time where like, um, damn it, what's the, what's his boy's name? Uh, Rick's son, Carl. Carl. And Carl yeah, yeah, like yeah. tries to sneak into the facility vicinity and tries to kill Negan, and then like basically he like stops him, and then he basically brings him back. And I don't Excuse remember me, exactly what happens, but somebody tries to do a. I think offer up Rick or something to Negan and Negan kills him. And he's like, man, I brought back your boy. I killed this guy that was conspiring against you. Like you should definitely be giving me thanks. Like, and I was just like, Oh, I remember that. He was like, I fed him spaghetti too. I fed him spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, like, the yeah, spaghetti. That, Not the that, spaghetti. Who's the guy? Um, man, Dean, I think. Now what's his name? Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. Is that his name, yeah, Jeffrey? Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, uh, he played that character flawlessly. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Going back to going back going to, back to Stranger Things. Going back to Stranger Things. <laughs> that was my well. fault. I brought up. But uh, <laughs> but that segment of how we get to see the vision. Well, not the vision, but how we get to see Nancy going to the upside downs. Kind of crazy because honestly, I thought that was going to be the last thing, last person that would ever be attacked. Well overseen by Vecna but I forgot season one she let Barb die and he brought that up because he put her in the pool that Barb's body was left and he showed her Barb and I was like oh no and then the pool started filling up with blood I was like he's really gonna torment her because for one she still thinks about Barb all times at all times and None other, the person that she left Barb for is literally with her, right next mm-hmm. to her in real life. So, I mean, the guilt's there. And it was kind of cool, at least just to see a little bit of a nod to Barb, because I love Barb. Barb was my favorite in season one. Everyone's fan favorite from season one. Yeah, oh, all right, I guess my favorite then. <laughs> <laughs> but we get all of that. We get Nancy coming back to reality. They get her out of the Upside Down. Same thing with uh, Steve. She's just kind of telling everybody, like, she saw her own mom. She saw her sister die. And that she's just terrified because we're not going to win this. We're not, we mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing this. That we're just not strong enough to beat him. Which is, I mean, 95% chance true. I mean, a bunch of kids from Hawkins. Can they defeat some kind of Also, I think monster? in that scene, that was the, the famous line where they're looking for music to help Nancy. And, oh, yeah. Uh, we need music. music. <laughs> we need music. Wait, Madonna, Bowie, what is this crap? This <laughs> is music. This is music. 
Like he's over here, they're going through Iron Maiden tape, Iron Maiden tape, Iron Maiden tape, like going through all of his stuff and they're all freaking out trying to get her something. But which is hilarious, just seeing Eddie like, this is music. <laughs> oh, fucking hilarious, hilarious. That's definitely, uh, um, that was probably one of the funnier things. I just, you know, I try. I, I whenever y'all talk about comedy, because this, you know, in all realist, in all reality, this is a, this is a pretty serious show. Like, you know, the themes and everything in the show are really serious. Yeah, um, it's so funny that you can think of this as a serious show, but there's just so much. There's so many characters that comedic reliefs, and like even the ones you don't think should be comedic reliefs are usually like comedic reliefs. Like basically, you got Eddie, Steve, Robin, Erica, uh, Erica. Dustin, um, Argyle, uh, Murray. Um, I think that's it. And then you you kind of get like serious, like dry kind of things from Hopper and Joyce. Uh, <laughs> like, they're, like they're funny, but they're not like they're only funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're funny to the twenty one plus. They're an awkward situation, so it's it's funny. Yuri, he's another comedic relief. Uh, not Yuri, yeah, Yuri. Here is his name. <laughs> it's just his uh, voice. This is Yuri, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fish and fry. Um, it's but... like we get a mix of everything in comedy-wise, though, with them. Because like, you have, like, the 21 and plus older comedy. Then you have, like, the little child's comedy as well, too, like, in the mix of it. Oh, yeah, I got you. It's mm -hmm. it's, it's a reference later, on, later in the episode. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was Dustin and Eddie getting something together. And he said, "Are you ready for a battle?" Oh, he's thinking of the bats. <laughs> thinking of the bats, and like everybody, like all the kids are like, <laughs> "That's funny." We're that just was, like, when I first no. watched, it, I was like, uh, "That was bad, bro." Yeah, uh, that's bad. a dad joke right there. <laughs> no, that was, bad one. that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Bats one. That was a bats one. That was the bats one. Um. Since since we're into this episode, I thought this would be cool. I don't think we'd have showed these so far, but I think it'd be cool to start or not start. I guess we're on the last two episodes, but the what is it, Billy uh, Butcher Billy? His art for the uh, different. Oh ones. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful. They did such a good job with these. Uh, how they did them, like they just look so well done. Um, he's just one kill away. Yeah. 11. <laughs> 11. 11. <laughs> uh, I'll defeat you. I will defeat you. Defeat you. But yeah, these are, um, you can actually buy these posters on the Netflix shop. Um, all of them are out and they're a little pricey, um, about 20 bucks each. And there's nine of them. So it's a good sure. little out of your uh, pocket. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I thought about getting them just because, like, I feel like they're going to be collectors. Like, I don't know. This season is just was just so well done. Like, it's almost like it's going to be timeless at some point. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be just one of those things that people are going to look back on and they're going to be like, "Man, like everything that's coming out is pretty dope." But you're never going to match Stranger Things season four dopeness. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just so well done and. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. Like, it almost makes me not want a season five. 
I only want a season five because I know it's going to conclude it. But yeah. like, if to they don't do it, it, if they yeah. don't do it right, it's like I've talked, about this, I've talked about this before in like movies, like sequels. If sequels don't do justice to the first one that was really good, it kind of diminishes the first one. Mm-hmm. Like the sequel almost makes the first one start looking bad, even though yeah. before you never thought that. Yeah. And, so now you got this awesome season, like an amazing, well done season, and you're like, okay, season five better be just as good or better because if not, it's gonna diminish season four. And or you're gonna get those people like season five never existed. <laughs> <laughs> season five is not real to me. I don't even it's just like no, we just like stop at show. season four. That's it. I still don't consider it a show. It's like a movie to me. Yeah. yeah, like you have part wild. one through five. That's yeah, basically what you got. I just can't believe, like, you, you watch it the first time. Like, is this is this a, is this a fucking TV show? Like, they put so so much money into it, and the actors are top notch. Everything's even you know extras and everything, the editing, sound, you name it. Yeah, everything is top notch to where it should be. I guess in the Oscar conversation, yeah. but uh... <laughs> I've never even thought about that. But you know. Even like the the CGI, because obviously a lot of it's CGI too, and things like everything's on point. Like nothing looks like crappy CGI. Like even someone had pointed out, like uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's like mm-hmm. back in two thousand we had this, and they showed like pictures of Avatar, and I think it was like uh, Jurassic Park, like how things look look so well. And then it showed like, and now we got this, and it showed like Doctor Strange's like third eye, like looking all super yeah. CGI'd in there, and then like. Uh, uh, people are still dogging She-Hulk, so they're like, this, She-Hulk? And I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. You're still going to go watch it, I guess. You know, I yeah. guess at this point, they just don't care. <laughs> they're just like, just copy and paste that Canva, that Canva graphic right there on, on the middle of uh, <laughs> a face right there. It'll know. be great. It'll be great. It's like, okay, so I sat down and watched uh, <clears throat> Daredevil with uh, Franco for his fanboy podcast. Oof. And Good the movie. CGI in that movie, God, I'm like, I've never, hey. like, it was, okay, there was some scenes, like, yeah, it was 2003. <laughs> but, we had Avatar in 2003, like, hey. He's making point, like, you know, there's a there's the top tier CGI, and then yeah, there's yeah. Daredevil. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. And there's Spawn. <laughs> I went back and watched Spawn from like 1997. Oh my god! Oh man! No, no. Motor Combat. You gotta watch Motor Combat. Oh, that oh, one is even worse. It's been so long. <laughs> god, but like, like you were saying, CGI has progressed so much. So like the little things now, like how you said, Doctor Strange is like fucking third eye on there. The Vecna scene, like there's different stuff now added in to where like it makes it just look just even better. Mm-hmm. Like. I think that's a thing that you know most most big companies don't Ooh. think about, and actually, it's kind of shameful that a big a big production like this, that's several episodes long, like if you were to put all the hours together, probably like an eighteen hour sh- season, mm-hmm. you know, time that was put into this, that people were getting into costumes, into makeup, into you know all the things that they needed to get to, and one hour and a half movie or two hour movie can couldn't do that. Like the best CGI is the least amount of CGI that you can use. If you can do it with effects and makeup, you should do it with effects and makeup because it looks more real. 
and then add your little touches of CGI here and there in yeah. between. But if you're trying to do a full blown, like there is literally nothing right here and I'm trying to create something in the CGI, then it's just always going to look crappy because you're not putting any real elements into it. Yeah. And that's why they won their Emmy for their visual makeup. So, I mean, it, it's there, you know, yeah. they did what they did and they were able to do it with a very minimal. I guess part yeah. of me just, it's just angry, not angry, but upset that like, we're always going to watch these damn Marvel movies. We're always going to watch these damn Marvel TV shows. And they're going to keep getting by with these like subpar graphics and things. And we're going to still keep watching. Like, I'm not going to change the recipe to my food just because everyone says they're getting sick, but everyone's buying it. Yeah. Like, if you're buying it, then why am I going to change the recipe? <laughs> yeah, why am I going to yeah, change yeah. it? You're like, making me money. Yeah, I hear the complaints. Yeah, it gives you a stomach ache. Yeah, you, you have to go take a shit more often, sure, but I'm not going to change my recipe if you're going to keep buying it. Now, once you stop buying it, then maybe I'll change my recipe, but All right. I'm not buying it. Okay, Mr. Plankton over here trying to do the Krusty Krab <laughs> secret formula. I can't. Oh, man. But um, what else in this episode? So we get all of them rallying together. Um, Nancy's talking about everything that happened, the vision and stuff and tells them that we're not going to be able to do this without 11 and we have to find a way to talk to 11 uh comes to find out they're trying to call will in the house and the line just it's busy mm -hmm. the last time we mm -hmm. saw them the gunshots and all that the super epic pew pew scene and they had the phone left on the ring uh, off the hanger so they're no contact no nothing and they tried i think what five a total of five times mm -hmm. already that day and they couldn't get a hold of them uh, they're still on the road trying to find uh, L, trying to find where the location of the Nina, the Nina project is. Yes, and this is where Will tries to calm down Mike, who's having a breakdown and like, oh my god, I don't think Eleven wants me. She's so much more cooler than me, and she's gonna just go away from me. Wah, wah, wah. And then Will's like, look. I can out top your wanness with my wanness. And, and he starts talking about the bull haircut. And he just starts Let me show you this picture of all of us. It's all oh, of right. them yeah, the uh, facing the three-headed dragon. And it's him and Mike together close by. Right in the photo, I think it's... Yeah. Which the wizard should be in the back because he's the weakest out of the bunch. But is able to help the team from the from behind but he's next to will but he's willing to sacrifice his life for Wait, for mike will well willing i'm just kidding oh willing <laughs> to sacrifice his uh his life for mike and for the for the whole group which is kind of cute because like we we're trying to figure out what the what the pain was the whole time we thought it was a whole picasso of him and and mike or some girl that he was trying to give it to it was, and, will giving mike grapes you know? the memes of yeah. that was hilarious uh, <laughs> you know, of, I uh, of mike looking or no will looking the opposite direction like while he was sobbing crying sad uh. scene but uh <laughs> there's one meme when it was a thumb and it was just hair on it it was basically like look at it was what it was basically a thumb and like with will's hair on it that's what you see from behind like, from, from, oh, what, what mike sees yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that just was so funny <laughs> 
it's like totally the video I think that you see where the guys like put up their face and it's just the chin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking dying over here. It's that that was the one I think you shared that one, didn't you? The one with the thumb and I just yeah, could I was not dying. What Mike yeah. sees. <laughs> And like everyone was just dogging it. They're like, oh no, he was just crying because he got the worst haircut and he saw himself in the mirror or in the reflection. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. But that scene was like really, really touching because it was yeah, it, was. it, it was Will uh letting out his actual feelings and his true feelings on how he how he was really like doing, you know. Sometimes you gotta ask, are you okay? And it's okay not to be okay. And boy, Will let it out because he was Telling him how he felt and how how he thinks of Mike and how strong he is because he has to be strong for the team. He has to be strong for the group. He has to be strong for Elle because she's going to need him and didn't realize what he meant by it. But he he felt some type of way. Some type of way. Mm-hmm. Some type and made me, it made me cry, though, like watching the scene because seeing him ball out, I'm like, damn. It's like me telling my, my crush, like, all my feelings, and then he's just like, meh, you know. So, kind well, of I mean, he obviously purposely did it to make it sound like L. L. Yeah. The one who felt. That yeah, way. third. He was talking third person. He was like, yeah, L. Was actually, how he yeah. felt, you know. Um, That's why I said it hurt. It hurt. Me I remember seeing comments about that, like, like, uh, God, Mike's so. Dense. He can't even tell that it was Will that was trying to tell him how he oh, felt. Yeah. Oh my god! And it's just like it's not Mike's fault. He's just a guy, man, who likes a girl. Like he's not he's not thinking about his homie over here. You know, with feelings. Nah, he's he's thinking about his chick. How am 100%, I going to help her? One hundred percent. Yep. And the yeah. whole time that conversation was going, Jonathan was listening the whole time, and kind of was giving that reassuring oh, like yeah, head yeah, nod yeah, yeah. through the through the mirror because like you know how do you. How do you ask, like, hey, y'all guys want to stop for a restroom break or y'all guys hungry? Like, how do you, how, you can't just, you know, you just gotta. Just turn up the radio more. <laughs> oh, it looks like something serious is going on. Cool. <laughs> Fucking Argyle. Oh, that's smacking. That's Argyle was, smack. Argyle was not there. He was gone. All right. He was uh, not. He was asleep. He was, gone. he was just gone. Just. God, was he even in that scene? He, he was, but he, he was just was, not. He, he was, was just gone. <laughs> he was just um, gone, gone. Because that was after they uh, left. Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Susie's house. Uh, Susie's. There we go. Yeah, because yeah. he got fucking high, high when he was with Susie's sister and uh, Leanne. Yeah, his uh, new true love. I better see them together in the next season. I swear, if that doesn't happen, I'm gonna be so mad. You're like, but why? But why the whole time? Um, I think we go back to the underground um, bomb shelter where the Nina project is at. We get a conversation with with Brenner and Eleven about Mm -hmm. her progress and how she's not ready. She can't go back to Hawkins yet because she doesn't have the same power that she had before and that it's just going to be death all the way around if she's not prepared and that she's going to be walking into this very blindly and 
it just needs to happen. Like she needs to be taken care of more and she needs to be treated more before she goes. And Brenner was just saying, it's going to take about months, months mm -hmm. for her to be ready. But she, we don't have that type of time and she's ready to go. She's like, I think I need to go because my friends need me. And she already talked to Owens about leaving already. Cause she's already ready. She's prepared. She knows what she's walking into. Um, they get in an argument. I think in this scene, if I'm not mistaken, they're arguing back and forth because she wants to leave. He doesn't want her to leave. And he uses that tranquilizer, if I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah, yeah. to keep her down because she doesn't, you know, he doesn't want her to leave. She's not ready. And she, I think she, they run out of the room. They go where the septic tank is and... She tries to lift him or the tank. I can't remember if it's either one of those in that scene. She but like, I know... She uses her power to, like, push him against the tank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of, like, almost kill him, actually. It looks yeah. Like. But she passes that, him from the tranquilizer. Yeah, that was, that was a great shot. Like, that whole scene was them going, obviously, back and forth and talking about the past and uh, pretty much telling each other how they actually feel. Um, and... Yeah, it's just that one shot where he, she, she's just like there with him and then just pass out, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so, she got she got nicked with yeah. She got nicked with the the needle from the tranquilizer or whatever. Like he didn't push it all the way through, but like he nicked her enough where it was gonna knock knock her out, correct? Mm -hmm. Cause I, I don't, don't know. Think I think he I think he did get her with it. I mean He I, did? Yeah, I believe so. Because I don't remember if he, like, nicked her and only got a portion because she pulled it off or she got, like, the actual full dosage. Because if she did, she would have been knocked out instantly, right? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of it. And she it still wasn't had fully? to pull it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. If, she, if it was fully, she would have been, like, done. Yeah, because that's how it was out. when she first got there. Because they, they told her to calm down and they got her fully with it whenever the two guards were holding her and that doctor came around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like only part, like he did get a little squeeze, but it wasn't the full full dosage. Okay, because yeah. he was able to take her back into the room and I think lock her down in there or lock the whole place down, like the whole area where they were located at down. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. And then back in Russia, <laughs> in you got Russia. The, you got the gang kind of getting over, uh, getting out of that little area with the Demogorgon. And um, you got kind of Hopper and Joyce kind of reconnecting. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to get out of there. Um, I think they're trying to threaten a doctor or something like that at some point. And um, they end up going like into a room where the doctor's like, no, you shouldn't go in there. And he's like, we're going to go in there. And so they go in there and they see a, a Demodog strapped to a table with its front chest just fully exposed and they're obviously they're dissecting it. Yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, what the, what makes them tick, I guess, you know, how they uh, how they can use them. Um, Hopper walks up and shoots it and I don't know, I guess it's face. I don't know if you call it. I guess it's its head still and kills it and um, then uncovers the, the clear blinds and sees a bunch of Demodogs and tanks. Just kind of there. Demodogs and demogorgons, like baby demogorgons, like if they're already turning into the process from demodog to, to demogorgon. demogorgons. And 
they this is when they see the the dust particles, right? The yeah. the hive mind. Yeah. And there, somehow magically they got dust particles. I still don't understand that, but yeah. Um, that gave me like a sinking feeling whenever like it was there. I was like, oh no, like what else are they planning? And I just couldn't I was just in shock because I saw it there and I was like, oh my god. Like what can they do? What are they going to do? If it gets out, what the fuck is it gonna do? Like <laughs> So much, so much. Um, Maybe they extracted it from the demo dogs and the demogorgons that are in the tubes, and just fed the hive mind that was there. It was maybe like this much amount, and just kept on taking for what they could from the other others that they have had. Maybe. Mm, just a thought. Just overshooting a thought. So then, eventually, they find a manhole. They come through the manhole, and they escape. Um, finally, and they basically have to force Yuri, who's still trying to be the uh, instigator in the group. He wants to, yeah, like, oh, I could take you back to America for money, for five thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here, let me let me take it. you to let me take you to my plane. Not even a plane. <laughs> he lied. He said he had another plane. It was a fucking copter. That doesn't work. The little copter that doesn't even work. Which so, I don't, it's like two I don't people. See how they even how they even are gonna all fly in that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I guess it gets in the air, so that's good. That's what, exactly what he says too. He's like, if it gets you, gets you in the air, it does a lot of things. I also love how he never even like flown it. Yeah. He said, "Oh no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't wrote it. I have, yeah. I've been messing with it. That's um, all. I don't even know what this is. What this like, is. He's like, how you fly this? How you work this? Is it just like plane? I can't. Right. He, he just made me mad the whole time that they were working on it. They were trying to fix it, trying to do stuff. It was just like, bro, you're on the same side as they are. Like, you don't want these monsters coming after you." taking over your country like why are you doing this to yourself you should be helping them but no mr yuri is stubborn and he like wants that it. one person not doing anything in the group project he's just there to take <laughs> the credit he's just standing there and says i did it all <laughs> when all Bitch. the rest of them did it um we do get the guys back in hawkins again they're all hanging out i think in eddie's trailer Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're trying to figure out where they're going to get the guns from, and they decide on a gun shop called the Warzone. And, and how they're going to get there, exactly. they don't even know. They're just there discussing. They have a plan. Uh, Eddie knows how to drive. Steve knows how to drive. Steve doesn't know how to drive a Winnebago, though. But, uh, you know, we're going to attempt to find one. But the only th problem that they have is Eddie. How are they going to get Eddie out in public without everyone knowing it's Eddie? Thus, cue Max with her bright idea for this. She pulls out not only a bandana, but she has a mask. The mask that everyone loves is Mr. Boogeyman himself, Michael Myers. And we get the notorious scenes with all the kids just peeking over through on the side. And then you get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did not expect that. 
It had me dying when I saw I, it the first time. It wasn't a jump scare. It was just like, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> how is he there? Yeah. You get his I, long hair out of the mask, and then it's just him. And it just couldn't. It was just I totally, funny. I'm not saying I don't know why I didn't think about that, but like it just obviously that's from what season two, right? When Max was that Max is in the Halloween costume. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty cool because it was a nod to two things. One, it was nod to our horror, you know, Halloween horror. And then also two to season two when Max actually was dressed up as Michael Myers. The only one in the group that was dressed up as a horror horror figure besides the Ghostbusters, which was pretty cool. Yeah that they did and i love her pop that they made of her because for the halloween edition they did all of her get up like yeah, she had the mask the mask coming off her head yeah no way yes what the fuck they had her with their little uh halloween pumpkin and then she had her mask with her with a little like knife a, which is pretty probably, cool probably like a hundred dollars right now i might i might still have it in my collection because i think i kept that one i don't know i have to look at all my pops mm, mm, that's like but, two pops in one yeah, you get Michael yeah, Myers. Exactly, and yeah, be like here the the actor that plays Michael Myers here sign this and then go see Max like here sign Nick this. Nick Castle, <laughs> sign this for me, Nick Castle. But um, have Nick Castle or John Carpenter sign it. But um, we get them all trying to run to find this Winnebago that they're going to borrow at the time. They oh, yeah. bar. They go in there. Um, Eddie's hot wiring this car, this Winnebago, and <clears throat> they're trying to figure out how they're going to do this. They take it. The people that are outside are like, "What the hell? Why is my house moving?" And they're going and shooting straight for <clears throat> the war zone gun shop with everybody in the back, just flying around because they have to speed off out of the trailer park that they just got out of. Yes, that was a hilarious scene. Uh, there was, I think there was one line. I don't know if I read it somewhere right or if it's a false uh, statement, but uh, that scene where he's hot wiring the car, and uh, he added, "Don't you big boy?" like to Steve. I, mm-hmm. I heard that was like improvised, and Steve didn't know how to react to that, or the actor was like, the "Fuck!" Like <laughs> so, like they they put that in, they left it in apparently. So I thought that was like a creative improvised scene. That's cool, like an improv. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why don't you, big boy? Like, yeah. oh no. That's what they said. They said hit. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? The guy who plays Steve. What's his? Uh, Joe, right? Joe something. So. That he legit was like shocked, and they just like, all right, we're putting that in the putting that in the show. We're gonna leave it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. But Steve is the one driving this big old Winnebago with a whole bunch of kids and Nancy and. Uh, Robin and Eddie all to this war zone so they can get some guns and hopefully be able to defeat Vecna in the process of all of this. Um, While that's going on, we find out that the military is on tracks to find Eleven, find out where Mm -hmm. the Nina project is as well. So not only do we have Mike, Will, Jonathan, Argyle looking for them, the military's coming after them, too. They done fucked up. They done fucked up. Their best guy gave them the roots and tell them, hey, this is where you're going, but don't kill her. Don't kill her at all. Mm. Uh, you know what their plan is. They'll be like, ah, we'll just wrangle her. And they're like, we'll just wrangle her a bit. That's all. That's all. We'll just kill her a bit. <clears throat> but we thank Argyle for that because he knew what tracks they were. 
Because when they were trying to look for everything and stuff, he was just kind of like, just Argyle's knowledge, man, just has me laughing. Like, you know, he's always high all the time, but I mean, he knew where what hey, the things were. When you're high, you get creative sometimes. Hey, you're not wrong, man. That's how Dread was made. I'm just kidding. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's like, this should be the right direction. This yeah. is the right direction. And <laughs> Argyle's like, no, these these tire tracks right here, these aren't tire tracks. These Burchachos. are Burchachos. <laughs> this is this is the these are like tanks. Like big old big old two wheeler tanks. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, how are you no uh, your knowledge is beats me. But he points them into the right direction where they have to go. So it's basically an ongoing chase on who's going to get to 11 first. Um, mm. Trying to think of. Oh, they're at the, then it goes to the gun shop and they're yeah. looking for They're guns creeping and right behind. I think they're like in the behind of the, the building, right? In the back and they're trying to pick out which, which ones are going in and who's. Who's staying in the RV? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Eddie couldn't uh, go down. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who was gonna stay with Eddie? That's who was. Everyone was arguing with on who's staying with Eddie, and I think it ended up being Dustin staying with Eddie because it was mm -hmm. Erica, uh, Erica, Nancy, Robin, Steve, Lucas. I think that all went right. I didn't see Max. Or I don't remember Max. I don't remember seeing Max or Lucas in the store. Okay, no, so maybe... It's just, yeah, Nancy, Erica, Robin, Steve, and um, who's the other person? Oh, Max was there too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. But no, I, I remember not seeing Lucas and um, Dustin there. Dustin, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was Because they were all... Scene. That one was... Oh, man. That was intense. Like, watching them... Go in, and it's like basically like a free for all for fucking guns. You get a basket, uh -huh. you just start loading everything that you need. Fucking Erica with the little bag. <laughs> and she's like, what, 14 and just in a gun store, just like nothing? But again, she's it's just... the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, the, it cuts to the scene where Nancy, no, not Nancy, it's uh, Robin. Robin and Steve are talking. And uh, mm -hmm. lo and behold, you know, Steve's like, oh, you should really talk to, it, it, what it was her name that we talked about? Oh, Vicky, Vicky. Yeah, yeah. you should Vicky. really talk to Vicky, you know, maybe she doesn't have a boyfriend or, you know, she, maybe she's not seeing anybody. And who the fuck do we see at that gun shop? Vicky? Some and her dude. boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're just talking and then kissing and just Robin's there with, I think she has what, like rags or bottles or something with her and she's kind of like... Uh, and Steve knows that look. Steve Dang, really... I could have bought a shotgun for $120 back then. Yeah. <laughs> He's over here like, dang it, man. Uh, oh, that kind of made me tear up a little bit because I've never seen Robin so sad, so upset mm. over anything. And, you know, there was really yeah, nothing she, we could fix. She's full of positivity. And for her to witness, I guess, her major... Crush? Yeah. Well, yeah, that too, but witness um little downfall i guess so it's yeah it kind of was sad to, for her to see go through that all right uh, man and then fucking 
Then while Nancy is looking at shotguns. She's like, oh, yeah, this will be perfect to saw off. <laughs> yeah, and then you got, you got Jason popping out of nowhere. We get the whole fucking football crew there. And Shocks. Erica sees two of them that are hanging out by the knives. She's panicking. And she's trying to find Max. She, we're try- They're trying to find everybody right now at this point so they can pay and get the fuck out. Mm. And Nancy is checking out this shotgun. And you have Jason that kind of... Is looking at a gun as well too, and like, hey, Nancy, Wheeler, like, why are you, why are you here? And they kind of get into this little discussion that kind of raises some flags, you know. It would be such a shame that. What did he say? First of all, it was already a red flag for him because I remember the scene particularly where how he's talking to her. He asked for a gun, and the way he's talking to her, he was like, she's like. He's like pointing the gun at her, like motioning to her or some shit. I'm just like, bro, I know it's not loaded, but don't don't do that. <laughs> You're never supposed to point a gun at someone, yeah. loaded or unloaded. Like, it's a little psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a little psycho. And he's just lecturing and talking, like you know, it should be a shame. It would be a shame if you knew where where Eddie was or where these kids were. You know, it's kind of like. He's basically threatening her, but without threatening her. Like, and I'm just sitting there like, ooh, you better not touch a little curl on fucking Nancy's head. Like, I swear. <laughs> like, it would have been, been a good time for Steve to get his ass kicked the fourth time. I mean, oh, yeah. kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> kick some ass, Steve. No, like, I was just like, shit. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen right here, right now, that they're going to battle with each other, fight with each other. But no, they just... She just felt a little uneasy when they went to go pay. They went back inside and then they finally said like, hey, you're not going to believe who we bumped into while we were here. We got to go. We got to get out of here. And they're letting Dustin and Mike, not Dustin and Mike, Dustin and Lucas and Eddie know like we need to go. We need to get out of here already. Pretty much. And they hit the road. They hit the road, Jack. Back, back home. Back on the way home, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think they're going straight to Vecna's, or I don't know. Whether yeah, going to the Creole. They're doing the, Creole plan. they're doing the plan now. This is where the plan gets delegated, and they get to, I think they, what, go park somewhere on the side, and then they start getting everything together. Yeah, they start getting, um, then they have their kind of touching moment where everyone's getting their weapons together. Um, they're communicating. Eddie and, Eddie and Dustin doing the shields with the nails, and uh, Lucas and... Erica, Erica, talking, Erica calling Lucas dumb that he didn't know how to tie a knot properly, and they're just having like a little brother, brother, brother and sisterly, you know, spat, you know. But of course, that loving, touching kind of spat. Yeah, and then Max, doing this wrong. And then Nancy cutting off her shotgun because she was just like, you know, that's what Jason was talking about. Is anyone <laughs> she won't miss? Grab it, you know. So he's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to shorten that shit. <laughs> like, She's like, for one, no one will grab it, and two, I'll never miss that way. And yeah. then um, we get and that. Steve. Yeah, we get Robin and Steve. I like the cute little moment that we get in between Robin and Steve and with Dustin and Eddie. Because Eddie gives the line to Dustin that don't ever change thing. Oh, yeah. And I was That's just sitting there like, I was like, ooh, ooh, why would you do that? Because, like, it was the cutest thing because then they're all rustling and bustling and, you know, the banished Eddie and telling 
it's just the cutest moment, like cutest thing. Cause they're all sweating. He's just looking at him like, don't ever change. <sighs> Cries. Yeah, that was sad. Sad, sad. Yeah. But uh, what else is it? And then we get Nancy and Steve talking about you know her her love life situation and his love life situation and stuff. Just making sure that she knows that you know maybe it was just um he's here for the summer or here for the spring break, you know. And that he's going to be going back to college after that. Like, he's only down here for a week. You never know. Things may change type thing just to kind of hype up Robin so she's not feeling down on herself. You know, that there's always chances and opportunities with some with people. And when he's saying that, he's looking directly at Nancy and Max as well, too. Because he knows he had a chance with Nancy. Could have fixed it. You're... You're... All right, so where are we at? Is this where the military invades the project? Yep. Final showdown. Yeah, pretty much the yeah, pretty much the ending of the the episode. Um, yeah. We get into the whole so, military raid, right? They so Eleven wakes up after being tranquilized, has a collar around her neck, dampening her powers. Um, yeah, it. Brenner talking to her, telling her, I'm only doing this for your own good. I'm not your enemy. And then the enemy shows up. Um, and yeah, they come, they start raiding, and they try to kill. They're trying to kill Elle. Yeah. Or capture her or kill her. I don't know which one. They're trying to do something. And this is, when, this is when they go on full lockdown, right? In that little septic tank area where the septic tank is. Like, they shut down the door. Or they try to shut down the door in enough time so the military doesn't oh, go through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then they take, uh, what's his name? The the one that's been helping Eleven and Will. Owens? Yeah, they take Owens because he's there and they're trying to ask him questions about where's the girl? What's going on here? What's your involvement? And he's not really talking. They fucking handcuff him to a pipe. Pipe down below. And... <laughs> I'm over here panicking and freaking out. Like, are they going to unlock him? Are they just going to keep him there? What are they going to do with him? It's going to look really, really fit for season five. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we better find out what happens to him because I need to know. I need to make sure he's alive. He's well. He's nah, doing he okay. has to be alive. I hope so. That I'll be well, one yeah. pissed off fan. <laughs> so I'm not sure if just Eleven's not really able to walk, but. Brenner's basically trying to carry her out of the facility. I guess she's still a little woozy from the drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, the drugs. And they get outside, and they have a helicopter that has a sniper on it that has already, I think, killed a lot of the people on the outside already. Yeah, um, all the doctors and stuff and security that were going um, trying to escape out from there. Mm-hmm. Looks like they got a, they got tagged. And uh, Brenner, he gets tagged and drops L. And so I they're like, just there. all right, well, it's time to try to kill this girl. And then Brenner pulls out enough strength to click his little button and undo the collar. And well, when, when that's happening, we get the fucking pizza van during this whole <laughs> epic little action scene. Just kind of like... 
cruising. This is smacking. <laughs> and then you have the guy in the helicopter like, did someone order a pizza? <laughs> I was like, come on, man. So the pizza truck's getting there, pizza van's there, and then we get this little moment that Mike is like, oh, oh, there. And then you have the copter there trying to pay attention to L, trying to kill L. At the same time, L's her power, her power takes down that fucking copter like it was nothing. That was a that was another dope shot, like mm-hmm. wide shot. Um, man, I don't know. Again, another scene I didn't expect to happen for some reason. To make to you know, like it goes back to uh, episode four, the whole gun shootout. Yeah, um, I didn't expect this scene to go that like I guess cinematic level. Yeah, know, like I guess. Uh, Michael Bay style. <laughs> Honestly, that's literally what it felt like. It felt yeah. like I was watching one of like the Transformers or something. Like it was that Actually, type. That was like a very Transformer because they've done those because it, it was a one shot basically the way yeah. they, they did that in Transformers before too, where they're you know Shia LaBeouf's all running and the freaking Transformers yep. are, and he's just like going through the destruction. Like wow, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. Oh. No, all you're missing is Lincoln Park in the background. That's it. <laughs> Someone play it. Someone play it. I have it in my final record player right now. Oh, there Wait you go. for it. We can only play five seconds of it because we'll get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all drum roll. That's all you need. <laughs> you <get> tight. <laughs> That's all you hear, guys. Just a little <laughs> so we don't get flagged. But yeah, no, Lincoln Park in the background, that whole full epic scene, it just would have felt nice. Felt like a beautiful Michael Bay film. <laughs> and then right like, after that scene, you just get the full Michael Bay fucking letters. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay Michael. film. <laughs> you ever see that you ever seen that South Park episode with Imagination Land? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which one so there's it? a scene where like so basically everyone's trapped in this imaginary world and so they're trying to fight like these imaginary critters and so the military is trying to like go into this imaginary world and like fight them so what they do is they get all these screenwriters and directors together and they're like all right, I want you to give us ideas of how we can defeat the people because y'all make made up shit all the time. Maybe y'all mm-hmm. can make up a way for us. So they get like Michael Bay uh, and a couple of other people, but Michael Bay is like, all right, so so then we'll we'll go to the we'll make a portal and then uh, we'll like get a semi truck and it'll blow up really big. <laughs> we'll get extra explosions over here. He's like, yeah, no, that's those are just effects, Michael Bay. We need a plan <laughs> of how to fight, fight. the imaginary people. Okay, okay, what about this? What if we walk through a really nice, you know, desolate area, and then the blah, 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 and then boom, boom, more explosions! <laughs> and they're like, all right, M. Night Shyamalan, what are your ideas? It's like, what if the imaginary people were really mole people the whole time? <laughs> like, That's just a plot twist, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. That isn't that doesn't give me a plot story, you know, whatever. And then, so this doesn't give me a plan. I need plan, a plan to go and find these critters. And then the guess. very last one was like probably my favorite because they they always make fun of like Mel Gibson all the time. But they have Mel Gibson come 
and he's just like sitting there just twisting his nipples. And he's just oh <laughs> my nipples they hurt when you twist them. And he's, like, and he's like, Oh well then uh so you have anything for us, Mel Gibson? And he's like, Well, look for someone who's not there. That's what I would do. And he's just like or look for something that doesn't belong. And he's like you know what? That's a great idea. And so they start kind of like, you know, going through the foot. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. The point is everyone makes fun of Michael Bay for blowing up shit. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. It's always <laughs> exclusions. That was probably one of the, my like stupidest things I said whenever I was in school. Was, I'd just be like going around people and just like twisting my nipple and be like, oh, my nipple. It hurts when he twists it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why are you twisting it then? <laughs> You're like, God damn it, Bill Gibson. Cat. Uh, oh, uh, man. Where were we again? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell, hell, hell. <laughs> He's about to get shot down <laughs> by someone in a helicopter. Uh, Takes down the whole helicopter. Oh, yeah. And then we get the big old explosion. And then we get Mike and Will and all of them out of the van. Um, they're running to Elle, making sure she's okay. Everything's okay. Brenner is still semi-alive, but not really alive. Like, we know he's going to die. And mm -hmm. um, he has this cute little moment, like, you know, to go save the world now kind of type thing. Where he tells her, like, you know, thank you, I guess. Or mm -hmm. she tells him thank you. And he's... He's looking at it like, go save the world now. You can do what you can. And that little collar that she had on is gone. Um, yeah, I think that's how it ends. You Goodbye, know? Papa. Goodbye, no, Papa. No, it, it, yeah, it kind of ends there. Then it shows him the van driving off. And then Brenner takes his last breath. Wide shot of him dead. And then uh, it cuts to, uh, goes to Hawkins. Uh, Max, mm -hmm. Lucas, Erica, the the first group like showing up to um uh the creel house um and that's pretty much where it ends so yeah they're all then that, that separate ways music hits journey do, 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 oh perfect oh beautiful beautiful and that's the ending of episode eight yeah it, beautiful beautiful episode it had really cool cinematic moments in there which were really good which I'm surprised they didn't get no Emmy nomination for that one as well too but I mean even then nonetheless you know Dear Billy is still the number one contender for all of that because how can you beat that the music if they had Linkin Park in that scene I think it probably would have won it would have gone into the nomination but it didn't I think they seriously I mean I'm not saying Stranger Things is the greatest show ever I think they looked at the full lineup and like okay we can't nominate them from every, for every award. We can't make them win every award. So we're going to have to, like, be it fair here. <laughs> they're like, okay, 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 guys. I know you all are all Eddie stands, and they're all there with their Hellfire shirts. <laughs> yeah. but they're like, but we cannot nominate them for everything. We can nominate yeah. them for 11 things. And they're like, 11. <laughs> they kind of, like, they should have at the same time because they deserve it, but, like, they did it with Breaking Bad. Like, Breaking Bad won every award, and then, like, after that, all of a sudden, Game of Thrones started winning. Yeah, because yeah. Breaking Bad is gone. <laughs> and then Game of Thrones is the only probably popular show at that time. But, 
Yeah, that they had to cut it with Stranger Things. They're like, okay, 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 we get it. You're a good fan base, but like, can't win them all. You mm-hmm. have to lose some, some in there. But oh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good <laughs> episode. Um, we all know what the outcome is after this. <sighs> the two-hour watch for number nine. I feel I like at four a.m. <laughs> We all watched either at 4 or 5 a.m., except for me, because I wait. Well, I think me and uh, well, Saul, we watched it. I woke up like at 5 a.m. or something. I got to be No, I think I woke up at 5.30 a.m. that day. And I started watching it, but I had to go to work at 6.30, 6.45. So, like, I still had, like, the last, like, hour of the whole show left. Mm-hmm watch and i was just like damn i i guess i just didn't expect it to be as long as it was because i was like oh i'll be able to watch this whole thing you know before the no i was like oh my god it's two and a half hours long jesus christ Mm -hmm. it's props to you i couldn't i couldn't do that like i have to like watch it you know from start to finish i just couldn't i can't do any breaks it's so hard shoot that would would make me insane (laughs) but I think we all watched it all at different times. I think I watched mine right after I got out of work. I think it was like seven or eight. Staying off of Facebook was the hardest thing. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, because everyone was talking about it. It was Mm -hmm. so hard, so hard, so hard to watch it. It Stay off of social media for that. I did get a, whenever I did watch it, I did get like a little bit of uh, someone at work trying to tell me what happened. And I'm like, stop it. Don't you start. I have not. But no one, no one told me anything. Thank God. Okay, I was, yeah. I just walked away and I was like, I gotta go home. I can't do it yeah, today. They, so they finally get into the room with Vecna, and then Dom comes in and says, "Family." <laughs> <laughs> Biggest crossover of all time. And then, and then Chris Pratt comes in and whistles, and a T Rex comes and eats Vecna. You know, it's, he's all, ah, oh yeah. shit. And then explosions. Then <laughs> Shia Buff comes in with Optimus Prime. It's and, bu- and, and Bumblebee as well. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. That would be a real sick crossover. Yep. I'm just saying. You know? First of all, that's a lot of money. Michael Bay has it. He can pay it. He can pay I'm it just like, Sometimes I really do wish, like, dumb shit like that would happen like i really wish and it, it, it sounds really dumb but i really wish there was a drastically fast you know movie <laughs> not because it's actually supposed to be good but because of how ridiculous it would be just to see all the fast and the furious cast all the jurassic park and dinosaurs and like we need you to help us take out the dinosaurs they should do that with sharknado Ooh. They kind of already do do it with that because they have all these random celebrities in the movie. Yeah. So I feel like if they add just like one cameo of Dom, like with this muscle car and hitting a shark midair, would be would be hilarious. He has to use the <laughs> nos to hit the ramp in order to hit the the shark right at the right time. Or it would be better if like, like somehow like... they get a car underwater and it's just racing a great white. <laughs> That would just be one of the most funniest but ridiculous things like in a movie ever. Like you just wouldn't expect it. Like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even tell anyone like whatsoever. Like it'd be a movie that'd be so ridiculous that if someone on Facebook would have posted that Dom freaking ramped off a building and hit a shark in midair and <laughs> doing like thing, and it just shows the scene where it's just like 
I live my life a mile by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> And you just and someone posted it on Facebook, I would have been like, ah, ha ha, very funny, guys. Like, we all know the stupid memes. And then you go see it for your first time in real life, and you're just like, the fuck? You're, you're not <laughs> fucking with me, right? Like, that just happened? Uh, just, I wasn't imagining for this like, Where is he? I can't. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh, man. It would be, it would be epic. Like, it would just be one of the most funny. Like, it, that one scene anyone watching who makes movies that one scene would make your movie so freaking popular even if it was a shitty yeah. storyline or whatever yeah. it would be one of the most watched things just because of that one scene because of how ridiculous it would be to have it in there like I agree it would just be it would be great you have to get Tom <laughs> just randomly like in a scene you have to convince Vin Diesel like look Vin Diesel and franchise whoever owns the the rights to this we just gotta we just gotta put you in this movie one time then you're gonna see like all these dumb fucking people that are gonna be like see sharknado and press and fierce are in the same universe <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god merch after merch after merch for that it was like no they just kind of crossed over because of the multiverse being broken from spider-man <gasps> so they're part of the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine buying a t-shirt of Ben Diesel in a car and then hitting a shark. I guess that's, come on, that's going to sell. I or would him, buy racing, that him racing a T-Rex as well, bro. <laughs> Done. Dumb oh, shark and just a family. Franco, put that, post it everywhere. Post it everywhere. Him, like hitting the, hitting the shark in the midair. <laughs> you don't even show the after like you don't even show when he lands or anything yeah, yeah, no yeah. that's it it's, it blacks it. out and i think i would be satisfied i would be satisfied with that it'd be done like you, it would just keep moving on next scene like none of the even, other guys even know who this guy is like he just did it for no reason <laughs> <laughs> on that note we're gonna end the podcast here you know make sure you like subscribe and share this also hit the little bell notification just to keep updated with everything that's going on with uh evo Sawap productions uh thank you guys for listening we appreciate everything we do other things besides just stranger things on tier so just make sure to stick around for all that goodness and we'll hope to catch you in the next one guys all right peace, peace. bye, bye.